Right, welcome back to Team Talk, the second episode of the FM Base Roundtable. It's not a podcast, honest, <laughs> uh, just because it's not every week. Um, because it's quite hard to talk about FM every week when it comes to it. But we've got a, got a special one for you today. It is basically a beta reaction, uh, amongst other things. And we've got two very special guests as well, so I'll get my Bruce Buffer ready to go. Uh <laughs> First up, we have an Irish YouTuber who is just killing it just now. Um, whether it's his experiment videos or he's got this new concept of one season let's plays. He's just done Arsenal. So go and check him out on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Ender Story. How you doing, Ender? How you doing, lads? Yeah, good to be on and it's good to kind of finally chat with you because I've been watching your, your streams for so long now. The only kind of interaction I've had is, you know, in, in the chat itself. So it's good to actually, you know, have a chat with us in, uh, in talk. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's funny because we were talking about this before. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the first time either of you have done a, a podcast like this, is it? It is, yeah. This, it is. This is my first podcast, yeah. So excited and Debut. nervous <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> all good, all good, mate. And that second voice you might have just heard creeping in there. Everyone knows it by now. He is a massive Liverpool fan as well as the next Twitch partner when it comes to Oof. FM. There's your bold prediction for the day. Um, Liam H, how the devil are you, mate? Hey, I'm doing very, very good. Thank you for inviting me on. Like I said, same as Ender. It's my debut on a podcast, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, Liam just now on Twitch is doing, if I remember rightly, your Leicester and England just now, is that right? I am, yeah. So when it comes to November the 19th and the full the full game comes out I'm not going to go anywhere near any big clubs for probably a long time so I thought mm -hmm. why not hit up Leicester there's a couple of players I wanted to use and England I'm probably never going to manage a national team I don't think I'll be lucky enough so yeah mix it up a little bit yeah. there you go he's officially called Leicester a big club we'll just get started so <laughs> the controversy reigns already <laughs> um, we were originally going to be joined by Zealand but it seems like his 24 hour stream has killed him unfortunately so um, hope you recover soon if you're listening mate but um, with that in mind let's get straight into some FM chat shall we absolutely yeah let's do it so uh, first up, we have now had this beta for about a week or so, uh, just over a week at this point, actually. I'll start with you, Ender. Um, yeah. What were your initial thoughts and then kind of things that you've found that you've quite liked or maybe not liked so much as you've got it? Yeah, so I think like the general kind of consensus from a lot of people that I've been speaking with is that you know it seems to be you know Football Manager 19.5 rather than Football Manager 20. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people are saying that there hasn't really kind of been too much added on uh, to the game. But I actually think that there has been loads of really, really nice little kind of streamlined features um, that have added to the kind of game experience. Um, I'm liking the fact that, you know, when you're training individuals, you can actually train the goalkeeper now to kind of like improve like handling or aerial ability or looking at like the club vision aspect of it where, you know, you put out a long-term plan for... Uh, the club going forward um you know like the player roles you know you, they've changed as well in terms of like what is expected of the players now when it comes to like you know fringe player or impact sub or regular starter you now it's the small little things that have added to the game that i, I you know i'm excited about do you know, I haven't actually checked the goalkeeping side yet, so I've just learned something new today. Well, there you go, so, yeah, listen. <laughs> there you go, I've achieved something <laughs> on the board. <laughs> um, how about yourself, Liam? Yeah, no, literally the same. So uh, 
to me personally i'm i'm actually loving the game but mostly because of how hard it is so I, I tend to do quite well on fm19 with a couple of saves i was done but so far on this beta i am struggling uh inconsistency is definitely the word i, I can't string two or three wins together it's always like a five nil win or I get beat six nil against chelsea <laughs> so the, the sort of like the toughness aspect of it so far I'm, I'm kind of enjoying because i don't think anybody likes winning on a game like all year round it, it does get a, it would get a bit boring yeah exactly that's yeah. how it's going but uh, no, yeah. I, I've seen a lot of people say the whole like nineteen point five and nineteen point two thing. But mm. I, I've sat, I, I kind of agreed initially when like I was first playing it yeah. on like day one. But I kind of took a step back and thought, yeah. hang on a minute, how much can they change each year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like if you look at FIFA year on year, they don't really change that much. There'll be like a small feature here and there. Last year we got the whole training and tactics, which yeah. was my favorite addition to a football manager game in years. Yeah. So I don't know what else can they add to make it feel like a brand new game if that makes sense i'm not not too sure yeah i think it kind of goes in cycles like this with fm doesn't it that you get one massive change followed up by a year where it doesn't seem as much has changed um and going from 18 to 19 was a huge difference like you said with the training and tactics and i think they did that brilliantly to be honest yeah Um, yeah i I think like yeah i think with the like the comparison to fifa is a really valid one as well because like you know, FIFA is you know one of the biggest games in the world. It's it's a multi-billion-pound industry, uh, and if you look at the difference between like FIFA 18 or FIFA 19, like or FIFA 20, like there's not really too much of a difference. You know, like there's you now a few added animations. So you now because you know it's it's a much smaller game, Football Manager. You know, you can't really be expecting to be you know having a brand new game every year. Yeah, absolutely, and um, massive feature. I, I think. It's always going to look positive for FM when you're comparing them to an EA game. Yeah, let's be exactly, honest. Yeah. Um, just reskin central, but uh, yeah, it's it's a little things. I've heard in FM nineteen point five used quite a bit. Yeah, and uh, I can see why because if you don't look too deep into it, it looks like the same game. But there's just little things that you find every so often, like you yeah. mentioned there with the the kind of additional bits and training. Yeah. I really like the development center the way that's been laid out with the low knees and so on as well. It just gives you a lot more kind of information about who's coming through and what to expect. It makes it easier to plan ahead, I think, for squads. I do have a slight problem. It's not an issue, but with the, the new squad rules, it has killed dynamics for me um, because I'm still learning how to get to grips with it. It's, it gets really tough. See, when you're moving a player down from, say, a... Uh, an important player to a regular starter, yeah. for example, they don't like it. So I'm going to have to get to grips with how to best approach that, I think. But There's a tab on the squad view, which is actually really kind of, um, it's good to have. It kind of gives you like the expected playing time of a player. And then it also shows yeah. you like the agreed playing time and then the actual playing time of a player. So like, if they become unhappy, you can kind of monitor that in the squad view, um, which I find, you know, it can help. But as you said, like once you do change their their role, you know they can get a little bit annoyed, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and um, and it kind of not just on the screen side, yeah. uh, match engine wise as well. Um, I'll throw it to yourself, Liam. First, is there anything that you've noticed in the three D side of things, like ignoring the fact right now that it's killing processors because <laughs> it isn't optimized, and we hope that will be done for release date. But um, I th- just. Personally, I think it's been an improvement there, to be honest. 
Yeah, I mean, like, like you said, it is beta, so there are going to be patches and that that, that they fix, balancing issues and stuff like that. I'm, sh- I'm sure they'll fix that, like as they do every year. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. We, we we'll wait and see for that once you know November the nineteenth comes around. But uh, no, so so it does feel smoother, and there are new animations in there. One of the things that used to kill me for FM nineteen because when you put so many hours into it, like most people do, I think Miles tweeted out to say. Uh, out of everybody's bought the game on Steam, when you work out everybody's hours played, it yeah. worked out at 300 hours per user. Yeah. Um, most people we know will, will probably play it for like a thousand hours, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but when you when you do that, you, you see repetitive patterns of play in the match engine leading up to a goal or leading up to a red card or something like that. Like when the opposition turns into Barcelona, to, you know, 2012 Barcelona on the edge of your box, yeah. they make about 40 <laughs> consecutive passes and they score. When you're watching that highlight, you know that's going to happen. You sit there and go, ah, oh, we're winning 5 0, we're playing against. Uh, you know, we're playing against a Tony Pulis side here with 20% possession, but all of a sudden they got 40 passes in a row and they're, yeah. they're about to score past me. But so far this year, I've not seen too much of that. Um, most of the animations and build-up play is almost fairly different yeah. for each goal, which which has been pleasing. So if they, if they fix the frames per second issue, um, and if they change a bit of the balancing, because everyone knows long shots and the floated passes and there's a bit too much yeah. going on, if they fix all those little tweaks, which I'm sure they will be, I'd be more than happy to watch it on 3D this year, which I've not done since 17. Just putting out there, if I was playing against a Tony Pula side, they put 40 passes together, I'd be logging a, a report. <laughs> <laughs> report the <laughs> <laughs> um, How about yourself, Ender? Yeah, I, like I... I'm enjoying the kind of like the different kind of animations that have been added. Um, as you said, I think it is kind of uh, GPU kind of intensive. We are, I suppose, like in early stages uh, of the the beta. Um, but overall, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. I haven't really kind of played it maybe as much as you lads have. Um, but what I've seen so far is that you know, you know, it looks better. You know, there's a better feel to it. Um, but it just needs to kind of play a little bit more before I can kind of get a a fully full kind of answer to it really yeah i mean they got rid of i think the main issue from last year's one was fullbacks just making stupid headers i've not really noticed that in this year's one they seem to be a bit more intelligent the, um, the goalkeepers as well seem to kind of improved a bit anyway it seems a, a bit yeah. more kind of natural in their kind of jumping or diving uh then 19 they're just a wee bit too good at one and ones just now but, is uh, yeah, the criticism that's I, going around. I've heard that, yeah. That, like in long shots, like I've seen so many screamers being scored like from 35, 40 yards out, like out of nowhere going in the top corner. Uh, but as you said... I think you're more likely to score from 25 yards with a banger than you are from a one and one from six yards <laughs> at this point. <laughs> exactly, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, But again, yeah. that'll get rebalanced, I'm sure. Yeah, um, sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. the only other criticism that I've got, and this is purely after I streamed this morning, is I got three penalties and missed all three of them. Really? And... It seems to be when you look at the stats and the games you're actually involved in, so not the ones that are done in the background, right. more penalties are getting missed than are getting scored. Um, so I think they might need to rebalance that side as well. Right, okay. Um, but ironically, I think when I looked at the season stats, and this is kind of, it's just coming to the end of the season now, we've had six pens, scored two of them. One of them was when my goalkeeper scored it just because I'd had enough. <laughs> and I just put a goal he had to just for the banter. Mm. But yeah, it's just a slight tweak that, how easy, that might come up. How easy is it for them to change it? Like, what kind of time frame are we looking for? Like, you know, will they be, we have to sort everything out before the game is released? Or is there going to be patches throughout the year? Like, what's the, the general time frame there? Like, Oh, there'll definitely be patches right. um, to fix issues yeah. as they come along. Yeah. But um, just to. Like for anyone listening, might not kind of 
know exactly how it works. There's two different builds just now. Right. So you've got the guys that were doing alpha testing before they released the beta. They're on a different build to what we have right, okay. with the beta. Yeah. So they're two or three versions ahead of us. Um, they get the, the kind of raw files almost to, to test and make sure that it works. And then when it's been wor- worked on by them, it gets rolled out to everyone else. Okay, right. So there's a guy I know that's got the alpha that I won't divulge because they're not allowed to say anything. Right. Um, but it's kind of made it aware that certain things that have been talked about in the match engine have already been patched up. Very good. Okay. Ah, that's good. Which gives yeah. me faith. Which yeah. is it's good to hear, you know. Absolutely, but, yeah. Um, well, he scored two penalties in a row, so that was enough for me when I was talking <laughs> to him about it the other day. Do you guys remember last year on the beta when uh, they had these exact same issues? So I remember there was a penalty scoring issue as well, which they fixed before it was released. I remember Fabino at Liverpool started with 18 penalties. And I remember he missed three in a row for me. And everyone, like obviously people in the chat and on Twitter and stuff were all saying, yeah, it's a penalty balancing issue. And I think even injuries was an issue in the beta last That's year, right. I remember. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Fox in the Box changed one of his stream, uh, em- what are they called, uh, emoji things to, to like an injury sign in FM. Right. And people were spamming <laughs> it everywhere because that was the thing. The second the game came out, and obviously there's a big patch, yeah. they, they, they pretty much fixed everything. So I, I've got good faith that they'll fix all this by, uh, by the 19th. Yeah, I think... The other thing that kind of sums up how good a job they've done with it this year is there's not been one particular issue that everyone is spamming about, like you've just mentioned there. Like a few people have mentioned one on ones and this and that, but there's not one thing that everyone's complained about. I think, which tells you they're doing a decent job for the first build. Yeah, absolutely. With the one on one one, literally yesterday, I decided to give my two strikers at Leicester, who is obviously uh, for three. Sorry, just in case Yossi Perry gets a backup game. But with um, with Jamie Vardy and that uh, odd zone Edouard from Celtic, I bought. I've asked them to learn the play trait. Just go round the goalkeeper. I have no idea if this is going to work, <laughs> but I'm going to pray that it is. Uh, the, the the coaches both said, "Listen, this is a really bad idea." A bad idea. So I've gone. Come on, let's just try it. If this works, I'm calling hacks. But. I don't know. We'll see in about three months' time if they, if they decide to learn it or not. There you go. Finding solutions in the madness. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> but also, um, kind of moving on for the game itself, um, there's kind of main topic of conversation this week out with the game. Um, well, still concerning it, has been about two game. Mm. Pretty much every creator out there that you'd recognise has got a code of some sort. A lot of them went to two game to get theirs. And Recently, with the licensing issues, anyone who doesn't know, just a very, very brief description. Someone from Man United got wind that some of their kits were getting shared about um, from a certain fan site, didn't like it and told them to stop it. There's been a hell of a reaction to this and everyone's panicking that they're just not going to be able to mod anything, add in logos, kits and so on. And two game have said, we're not going to risk anything. We're not involved with FM anymore. Basically, and pulled the, the creator codes. So, just to get an idea for for you guys, mm. um, I don't know if this directly affects the two of you or not, but it has, yeah, yeah, it has, has affected me. Like I have a, a code for it, um, that I've got a few sales, not too many. Like, hasn't really kind of affected me in, in a major way. But I, ne- mm-hmm. I actually never got um, an email from from two games saying that uh, they were going to stop the affiliation with all uh, the FM creators. Um, so yeah, that was a bit strange. And then I read about it on Twitter, um. Yeah, it's it's not ideal. I can kind of guess where they're coming from, uh, but maybe they could have given us a bit of a more of a heads up, or even let me know that they were actually going to be, you know, doing that. But yeah, I can understand where they're coming from as well. 
Yeah, I think um, <laughs> as long as not too many people go full Maladin, if anyone saw Maladin's tweets on <laughs> he it. He did um, see his tweets, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he didn't what, tend to take it very well. That's what I love about Mal- Maladin, though. Like, he's, he's passionate. Like, you know, he expresses his opinion. He's not afraid to let people know. And I love that. Absolutely. I think it's great. But, you know. I th- if there's one thing you cannot accuse him of being, it's uh, shine or tyrant. Yeah, on the fence. It lets it all. That's that's you're bang on. That's why everyone likes him. He's yeah. just quite happy to say what he thinks yeah. and doesn't really care. To be honest, no. there's, there's no real filter there. But um, yeah, do you think kind of going forward that this is going to stop people customizing um, the game itself? It could do. I remember uh, about about two years ago as well. Um, obviously, everyone knows Clan who streams on Twitch. He he had some contact with Football Manager, and they said at the time, "We're happy to promote you as a content creator, but you can't use any of these downloaded kit packs and stuff like yeah. that." Do you know what I mean? And at the time, he he didn't. So he 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 didn't download any. He didn't install any. I'm sure. I think they sent him a bunch of merch as well. Maybe t-shirts, pens, cups, stuff like that. He did giveaways and stuff. So mm. I think Football Manager definitely recognised it. They know that. That, well, I think they basically say we can't advertise you, we can't tweet you out, we can't, yeah. you know, host you or whatever if you're using these packs. But with the two game one, I I did get the email. I seen it like as I woke up that morning. Right. Um, one thing I did notice though, which was strange, uh, I also got an email this morning at eight o'clock uh, with a new commission on there. So oh. I don't know whether they've changed their mind or they've not fixed it properly. But oh. somebody and it doesn't tell you who who's bought it, so I have no idea. Right. But somebody's bought a game on two game with my code this morning. I presume everybody's codes are still working. I, I don't. I genuinely don't know. It's a weird one. Mm. They, they could have emailed out and said, "Listen, guys, we want to continue this affiliation. Yeah. Here's the rules. Yeah. If you tick off that you're going to abide by these rules, you can stay. Absolutely. If not, yeah. you're going to have to go." I'm sure it would have gone, and then everyone can make the decision. If you only make like me, me personally, last year I made thirty pounds from from two games, so I would have gone. Mm, the thirty pounds, you know, it's not going to affect my life, so I'll yeah. I'll keep all the badges on my on my on my stream, but and on my save, but. And then I'll just tell the people to use somebody else's code so they can save money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But maybe the bigger people who obviously make a lot more sales will then maybe think, okay, it's definitely worth it if we don't add all the add-ons and stuff like that. But yeah. they've not given us an option and they've not been very clear, so mm. it's an awkward one. Well, there you go, folks. Cheap plug. If you're buying something off two game, use Ender, use Liam's codes and tell us <laughs> if they work. <laughs> make these guys about a bank as well. <laughs> but I think that that was kind of the point I was going to bring up there, mm. Liam, that do you think that if they'd approached it differently instead of being knee-jerk and saying, look, we're quite happy to stay on board with you as long as you commit to not breaking any licensing, essentially, um, that it might have gone over better? A hundred percent. Like, I'm, I'm no big content creator, but I presume all the big guys out there who receive uh, genuine sponsorship agreements with X company and Y company, I'm sure there's an agreement in place, you know, don't advertise our other brands don't do this on your channel or your YouTube yeah. uh, and as long as you abide by all of these rules you can have whatever the sponsorship agreement is so yeah. they could have yeah, just absolutely. done something similar do you know what I mean they've got a discord channel I'm a, I'm a member of it there's almost no post from their staff directly mm. or the zero I checked this morning so they could have posted something there to warn people they could have pinged out an email they could yeah. have they could have done anything I mean I presume the guys over there at two game you know, make make a make a decent amount of money out of selling football manager, else they probably wouldn't sell it. So, mm. and many creators do make good money from it, from what I've heard from a, a couple of people individually. So, I mean, and it's a good way for everybody to save a bit of money. Why buy it from Steam, for example, for what is it, thirty five pounds, when you can buy it somewhere else for twenty nine quid? I mean, mm. everyone gets to save a bit of money. Everyone gets to sort of benefit somewhere. But 
yeah, if, if they'd have just handled it a little bit better, I'm sure there wouldn't have been anybody too angry on, on Twitter. <laughs> Nobody in particular. <laughs> um, although, to be fair, it took all of, what, six hours for new places to come up with new code. Um, yeah. so I saw that, actually, yeah. yeah. They were quick off the, the mark. The world moves on. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But someone, someone else is going to make their money, put it that way. Yeah. Um, other websites and so on will fill the gap, no doubt. Okay. But, um, yeah, I, I guess that just kind of leads on to the other thing, which would be the big websites. So you've got FM Base, you've got FM Scout, mm. um, Passion for FM, all these guys. Do you think it's going to affect them now that they might not want to host these kind of files? Well, that's their, their bread and butter, you know, is to, yeah. is to you know, sell the game via their affiliate link. Um, I think it could do, uh, but I'm sure the lads at all those kind of websites will be on to two games to talk to them individually to see, you know, what is the best route going forward. Uh, but it will definitely affect, uh, I think, them hosting those kind of mods on on their site. If it will mean that they're they're going to lose money, so yeah, yeah. And just a wee heads up to anyone that's doing it, you might want to follow suit with what I've done and do the lower leagues. Are quite happy to give you permission. Very good. Because <laughs> we always saw that actually. Yeah, that was a nice little touch yeah. as well, wasn't it? Yeah, they, they tweeted that or something, or they let people know that yeah. you're they were allowed to use the. Uh, yeah, I had permission anyway, but I just called in a favour. Oh, I just thought, right, well, okay, yeah. Might as well, just in case I'm questioned in the future. Yeah. There's a, a tweet to point to, you know. <laughs> um, and also, it was quite a nice tweet to go out at that time as well. It's good for a bit of, oh, look, who's this guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, um, I guess we can just round this side off. Um, we've kind of talked a wee bit already about kind of plans for the full game. Is there anything you've not mentioned that, yeah, that you're going to give a go, say, later on or into next year well I'll be doing um, loads of crowd favourites all the experiments uh, that all the, the football manager community love um, <laughs> going forward uh, but yeah I'll, I'll be doing like loads of kind of different let's play series and kind of you know experiments and you know one season wonder kind of more se- one season wonder kind of uh, games over the next mm-hmm. coming weeks or whatever so yeah just the usual stuff that I do really and you said lower league Liam where are you heading Ooh. Well, where, where will I not be heading until I get sacked again this year? Um, so, so my, my plan last year, which I'm going to try again this year, um, it, it, it's a journey. I, I never do journeyman's. I'm not very good at it. Lower no. league stuff is, I'm abysmal, I'll be honest, but I, tr- I try my best. So the, the plan is I go in with the lowest rated uh, manager badge and the lowest rated manager uh, football experience. So then all my all attributes right. are really, really low. Yeah. I'm going to bang them all to on adaptability. I'm going to start unemployed and the, the sole aim is to obviously build the manager up to be obviously like one of the world's best managers going from club to club but with an added little bit of a name since I am a Liverpool fan I'm waiting for that email that pops into the inbox 15 years in 20 years in where it just goes Liverpool approach Liam for the manager's job that's the aim it, like yeah. I've named it from the bottom to the cock because I want to be like a bit like what it would be in real life <laughs> if I was going to be a coach and a manager now yeah. that's exactly what I'd want to happen do you know what I mean I'd want to yeah. work my way up through the leagues and then one day Liverpool just come knocking to come and hire me. But yeah, last year didn't go well. We went from Derry City to, um, who did we go to? Alfreton Town to East Fife. We went nice. to the Maldives to be the manager for a couple of games. That ended terribly. Um, so last year I was pretty bad at it, but I'm going to give it another go. Uh, we'll we'll see. I don't know. I'm not very hopeful, but I'll try my best. East Fife to the Maldives sounds like the best job move I've ever really? heard of in my life, by the way. Well, <laughs> it was the opposite way around. I went from the Maldives to East Fife. Um, That's possibly the worst move I've ever heard. Yeah, exactly, right, exactly. 
Um, so yeah, I actually went down as a manager last year. So we, we'll see. Right. We'll see. That's all about the entertainment. Okay. <laughs> Funnily enough, I think people always say to me their favourite ever stream I did was when I got sacked. So oh, really? plans for punishment in this game, you know. <laughs> they love a sacking on Twitch, don't they? They do. They absolutely love it. Yeah. I think I had bigger numbers than I'd seen in that whole month. Like <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I guess that kind of rounds us off FM-wise. Let's get into something a little bit different. Into some football chat then. Is there go. anything? Here we go indeed. <laughs> uh, is there anything that either of you want to shout out and talk about before we can I get going? In terms of like content or in terms of just general football, anything you want to talk about? Or... Oh, um, how how badly uh, Scotland are doing as a as a nation? <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a weekly topic. I feel like. <laughs> Uh, I don't think that needs to be explained, to be honest. We've kind of we've sunk to a level that the only way is up, but it's quite hard to take a step up. So <laughs> it is a shame that, you, that I probably presume that two of your best players are Andy Robertson and uh, Tierney. It's just such a shame that in this generation, where mm. two players come through, they both play yeah, the exact same position. Yeah, yeah. so that yeah. is such a shame. I mean, it's kind of got to the point where we were experimenting playing Tierney as a centre back. Oh. It just doesn't work. Right. You can't play the two of them in the same team. Yeah. And it's standard that Wales get Gareth Bale, who's an exciting attacking player. Mm. And England have got guys like Harry Kane that can stick the ball in the back then. Yeah. And we get two left backs. So <laughs> I think you can you can probably say Robertson's world class at this stage. Absolutely, yeah. No, I mean he's just quality. He really is. And and he's he's shining this season as well. I think and it, Tierney, um, yeah. I think Tierney will get to that level as well, but he's not quite there yet. Uh, Robertson has just improved drastically since being in Liverpool. He really has, like, yeah. Has it, yeah. I tell you, as well, the two left backs, it screams to me of a uh, of a football manager bad youth intake. Do you know what I mean? When two young players <laughs> come through, you're like, really, two five star potential left backs? Come on, give me something that everyone else is like two stars. But uh, just gets to the point where you sell the guy that's a little bit more, um, well, difficult to handle. Yeah, <laughs> essentially personality wise. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's the old story of we've got a great midfield as well when you look at it, but we don't have a single striker worth our salt. We're playing a guy for the Scottish Championship up front just now in uh, Shankland. So, oh, yeah. um, talking of which, if you are um, playing FM and you're at kind of English Championship level, keep an eye on Shankland. He might be a guy you want to get because his potential is brilliant in this year's game. Um, just as a side note, and uh, Maladin won't thank me for saying that either because that's our <laughs> best player that I'm touting around. But uh, yeah, let's get into Liverpool then, because uh, you might have heard, you possibly might know that Liam has a slight liking for Liverpool. <laughs> oh, come don't on, know I don't know what give you that impression. Um, <laughs> do you think you're going to win the league this year? Absolutely not. Now, the reason why I'm going to say no is uh, every time, the, like for example, the pundits and the media really jump on that, like Jamie Carragher in January last year, uh, just before Liverpool played Man City, he said, yep, no, that's it. Faith, they're going to win it this year. 
and they all did it as well. Gary Neville. Uh, I don't think Jamie Carragher was was uh, was was on Sky back in in 2014. The last time we nearly won it again. Uh, every time they jump on that bit of hype in the January February, and they say, "Yep, yeah, that's it. I'm convinced Liverpool will win the league." All the guys on Match of the Day say the same. That's when we tank it. So mm. I don't know whether the Liverpool players are actually watching these programs, but please don't because <laughs> you know what I mean. But uh, if Liverpool ever get if Liverpool win this weekend against City and we ever get to 12 full points clear after the record we had last year with just one defeat then I'd get excited because I mm. think we only lost one game last year are we really going to lose four in a row this year if we get, ever get to that sort of 12 point mark yeah. I can't see that happening it'd have to be like a ton of draws and City win every game and uh, I'm excited Liverpool are playing averagely at the minute but still find themselves top of the league it's, it's good to see for me because you know I'm 27 years of age I've never seen my team win the league do you know what I mean? I'm, mm. I hope it happens one day, but no. Until we ever go twelve points clear this season, if we ever do, I'm, I'm not. I'm not shouting the whole entire year. And that's the right attitude, I'd say, <laughs> to take as well. Don't get too excited just in case. Absolutely. Um, we'll get one of those rare things just now. We'll get a neutral opinion on this from an Irishman that doesn't support Liverpool or Man U. <laughs> um, yeah, no, yeah. What do you reckon? Yeah, like I'm a complete neutral when it comes to to football. Like, I mean, apart from apart from Ireland. That's when I get really kind of invested in it. But um, <laughs> when I kind of watch football, because I watch Ireland and because they're, they're they're so bad at playing football, I like to watch you know the teams that play you know attacking football that you know really kind of um, play well, kind of creative football. And Liverpool are one of the teams that I love watching. Uh, and I would love to see Liverpool win the league this year. I really would because how long has it been? Was it like 20, 30 years or so? Uh, this is thirty years. Thirty now. years now. This yeah, thirtieth year. Yeah. Um, and you know I like the fans as well. I think the the fans, you know, they're proper kind of football fans, um, and I think they deserve it. And you know, Man City, you know, they're, they're a great team to watch as well. But I just don't think they have the same kind of culture, the same kind of um, history, really, as as Liverpool. Yeah, I've, do you know it's a it's a funny thing I've seen. Initially, everyone was fawning over Pep, weren't they? And Man City yeah. just, I think Pep almost brought a reputation that made them more likable as a club. There's a lot of people kind of turned a bit against them recently. I've noticed not just um in the media and so on, but even social media. I've kind of like the peak was when they were just scoring goals for fun and it was just beautiful attacking football. They're still doing that to a point, but there's a kind of healthy undercurrent of people that just want them to fail. Do you reckon that's just because they don't want to see them win the league every year? Or uh, yeah, I think it was like the, the kind of Manchester United syndrome there, like maybe like 10, 15 years ago when they were winning everything. They were playing really good football, but they were just kind of kept on winning the league. I think it's like that with City now. It's just like they're, they're kind of really sick of Pep, sick of him you know, doing so well. Uh, and they're maybe just looking for an excuse not to like him. I think recently he came out and said that... Uh, the, the referees are, are kind of being favourable towards Liverpool or something like that, or that Mane was was diving or something like that. Was, That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that kind of thing doesn't come across too well. So people are looking for excuses not to like Man City or not to like him, and they're going to find anything. And if that's one of the things you're saying, you know, it's not good. I think the irony is the one team that seemed to like them a bit more is Man United because they would do anything to stop Liverpool, Liverpool winning that title. Yeah. <laughs> I know a couple of United fans in work and they're all the same. Do you know what I mean? They, they know they're not winning anything at the moment. So they, they genuinely say it, every one of them, I'd rather City win the league than Liverpool. It's like, come on, they're both your rivals. You should hate those both the same. And then sort of somehow neutralise and say, ah, well, whoever's, I don't know, whoever plays the best style of football, all right, let's let's see them win over City and Liverpool. But it's it's not every fan. Do you know what I mean? I, I like to call myself the least bitter Liverpool fan you'll ever meet. Hmm. Um, 
because like if, if Everton ever tanked Liverpool five nil, not that that would probably ever happen. But if they ever did, I'd sit there and be like, yeah, you know, fair play, they played well, blah blah blah. And I'd, I'd, I'd you know, I'd shout it from the rooftops. But um, with the Pep situation, I don't know. One thing that annoys me about him at the minute is because I'm trying to put my England fan hat on if I can. Mm. It's the lack of game time for Phil Foden, and I know he's playing in a midfield with. Some of the world's best players, do you know what I mean? Uh, Bernardo <laughs> Silva, Kevin De Bruyne, David Silva. There's so many of them, but it's like give the guy a proper chance. They're so good, Man City. They could drop any one of those three or move them slightly. Maybe like maybe move Bernardo Silva out wide. Maybe with Sané's injury and just give Phil Foden his time because he's one of those players where yeah, okay, don't play him every game. Like in the past, we've had Michael Owen and then he's ended up injury prone because he's he's played so many games at a young age. But give this guy some time. Yeah. Phil Foden looks really really exciting and. He sat at City, and even though he's probably getting world class coaching, he's playing with world class players. He's not getting that game time, and that frustrates me at City. That's the one thing I don't like about City. Um, they fully buy their way through every situation. They don't give any of these like really quality youngsters a chance, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah, I'm. I'm surprised he's not going out on loan. I'm assuming the reason he hasn't done is because they need him as part of their homegrown quota. Yeah, they don't right. have many homegrown yeah. players there, do they? But. He's the kind of guy you, you kind of feel if he had a, a season in Serie A would absolutely thrive and come back and be a first-teamer. He's he's just got that something about him, doesn't he? He's a really exciting young player, but yeah, it's, it's a difficult one. You're kind of waiting for a big injury. And even then, De Bruyne missed some time recently and Foden didn't get in. So you've got to, you've got to wonder what it's going to take for Pep to actually play him regularly at this stage. I know. I I think it could come at the end of the season. I th- I think I've heard uh, David Silva leaves on a on a free. I'm gonna presume he's probably gonna go home to Valencia maybe and, and finish out his career unless he goes MLS or whatever. So I'm gonna presume that once David Silva's gone at the end of the season, that will be the natural progression for him to then get more game time. But it's just so frustrating from from like uh, from like the England side of it. It's like we're looking at potentially one of the best players we've made in in, in quite a long time, especially in that sort of like number 10 role or advanced yeah. centre mid role we, we, we've not had many great players in that role for a while like Deli Alley came and gone in basically a season mm. in my opinion he's not been <laughs> there for a while you know Barkley and some of these players they've just not really kicked on and I don't want him to be another player that doesn't kick on because of lack of game time so it, yeah I mean I obviously don't want Man City to do too well because it affects the pool <laughs> yeah. but I do want to see this guy play football Deli Alley's a weird one uh, I can't remember who I was talking about uh, this was the other day but he was just outstanding for a while and he's kind of gone anonymous now um, and he's getting the game time so it's it's a strange I know he's got a slightly different role now with Spurs but I I don't really know what the drop off has been there I, I mean a lot of Spurs players seem to be struggling this year right enough yeah, I think I think Deli Ali struggled for, for literally a couple of years I, I even tweeted out about three games into the season I said uh you know, one of those unpopular opinion. In my opinion, I think Mason Mount could go on to have a more rewarding career than Deli Ali, the way it looks, because I think Chelsea will win trophies for a start, but mm-hmm. I'm looking at Deli Ali and it's just yeah, he was really exciting for eighteen months when he when he first signed for Spurs and then and, and for England as well. But in my opinion for England, he's been one of the worst performers when he's played in his last say ten appearances. He's just been Yeah, thing, yeah I don't know, he's just lost that spark. The thing about England though as well is that there's so many good, young, talented players coming through the ranks. Uh, that is yeah. at a really exciting time. Um Sancho plays for Dortmund, Mount you mentioned there. Um even Rashford, you know, I know he's not been too too well for United, but he definitely has a bit of potential. Um, my good friend Declan Rice um is playing for uh, England now <laughs> after 
having three caps for Ireland. But anyway, that's that's a different story. But did, did that one hurt? Be honest, it really it, did. did it yeah, hurt? it did. Like I mean, like it was it was tough. It was really really tough because you now he's one of or he you know was potentially one of the best players to come out of um, England in a fair few years, uh, and the, mm-hmm. the fact that he was capped uh, three times, captain the country, sang the national anthem. And then said, "Now listen, I want to move off." He was well within his rights to do it, uh, and you know, fair play to him. He, he wanted to achieve better things with England, and he probably will. In fairness, uh, but then, but then I, I have to look back and you know what Ireland did. You know, over the past you know twenty, thirty years, like so Ray Houghton, the likes of um, Aidan McGeady from Scotland, the likes of um, McCarthy um, from Scotland as well. So we need to kind of maybe take a bit of pinch of salt because you know Ireland have done it so many times before as well. It was just, I was just about to say, yeah. I hope you enjoy that slice of humble pie there and <laughs> what you've done to your nation. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually really surprised about McGeady actually uh, to play for Ireland. That must have been tough for you guys, I'd say, to kind of... Yeah, especially um, when it's very rare out, that we yeah. get... It's very rare we get such an exciting attacking yeah. prospect. Um, I think McGeady was always going to choose Ireland though because Celtic. his family background yeah. basically mm. kind of dictated that. McCarthy was the one that rankled I think at the time because you had McCarthy and MacArthur coming through together right. at Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And he always made noises about Scotland was his dream and all that ah. kind of thing. And then just out of the blue, oh, he's a his Irish grandfather asked him to play for Ireland, and that was it. Do you know the one thing? And it just yeah, the, the one thing about McCarthy is that I don't think he's fully committed to play for Ireland. Um, nah, I, nah, he's, he's pulled out of a lot of kind of um, games. No, he hasn't played for Ireland for I think two years now. But before that, uh, I don't think he really was fully committed to Ireland. And even recently, I think he wasn't, or he was asked to go uh, to play for Ireland uh, against New Zealand or to be in the squad uh, next week. And I think he said he's going to focus uh, on Crystal Palace and getting fit. Oh, he's a weird one as well. Like, I don't know what's going on there. Him and MacArthur have had very similar um, careers, actually, when it comes to thinking. They were both really hot prospects that haven't really kicked on to their full potential I guess but ironically enough Scotland not really missed them in the end because our midfield now is really strong in the centre yeah. um, the game is class like, I mean when you look at we've got McTominay we've got McGinn mm. and you've got McGregor from Celtic yeah. the three of them would likely get into most Premiership teams down south I would argue McGinn especially McGinn's just different class just now um, it wouldn't surprise me to see him move on in the summertime to a Man United or somebody like that. Um, he's that kind of player. But it's just a shame we don't have anyone that can score goals, otherwise we'd be an all right team. <laughs> who's, the, who's the guy for Sheffield Wednesday? Is it McBurney? What's the, yeah, McBurney. What's the crack with him? Is he, is he, he's not at the races? Is he there yet or is he a bit of a fringe player? There's a danger of me exploding here because I really don't like oh, okay, the guy. Right. <laughs> okay, right. So, um, Basically, he was he came through at Swansea and he's going to Sheffield United. Yeah. I think it was 20, 20 million. million I remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh. Big and money. Yeah. On the face of it, you'd think you've got a twenty million pound striker, you must have somebody that's a bit a bit all right there yeah. for international level. He's looked utterly useless anytime he's pulled on a Scotland jersey. Right. And I don't know if it's cause he's got quite a language running style, so he looks lazy. Right. Just the way he is. Um I wouldn't dare compare him to Berbatov, but you get a gist of what I mean there. Um, he just doesn't look interested. And there was a clip going around that I think, to be fair, has been taken out of context 
of him having a joke with his teammates saying, oh God, I need to go and play for Scotland again this week. Um, yeah. But he's not done anything to endear himself, put it that yeah. way. And he's not played well. Whereas Lauren Shankland, who's a guy with nowhere near the same reputation, could probably get in for a million compared to 20, right. has came in and he scored a goal and he's acquitted himself really well. So, yeah, I, I just, I don't get the, the, the hype with McBurney. I just don't understand what kind of striker he is. He's, he's not a deep line forward. He's not an advanced forward. He's not an out-and-out goal scorer. He just, he just fills a role, but I don't really know what his role is. It's a, it's a weird one. I think he'd be right in the right kind of club. And he was right at Swansea. Everything was perfect for him. He's getting chances leading a plate, but yeah, I'm not convinced that that's going to work out long term for Sheffield United, to be honest. And what about like any kind of young kind of Scottish players that are coming through the ranks that have potential? Like, is there anyone that's kind of doing well at all, or that's you know will kind of step up to the senior squad? It's purely Shanklin. Is it really? That's that's all <laughs> we've really? we're basically gambling all our hopes in this guy right. just now. Um, it's been Lee Griffiths carrying it for oh, yeah. the last five years or so. Right. And he's going to be the next one that will eventually <laughs> probably combust feel the pressure that's put on him. But, I mean, we had Stephen Fletcher for a little bit, who's a journeyman striker, who did did well in parts. Matt Phillips played as a stand-in striker. He's more of a right-winger yeah. and did all right. But it's it's just, you cannot compete at international level if you've not got a goal scorer. Well, that's it. And yeah. we just, we've been waiting for one for years, and the way it goes on, sadly. So... Um, although having said that, you look at a nation like Northern Ireland, who, mm. um, I mean, Michael O'Neill's just left, yeah. but the job he did there, incredible. With without David Healy, they've not really got a goal scorer, but they've just been outstanding for the past what five six years. But, but the thing about Northern um, Ireland as well is that like they, like, they don't really have a, a great team, or they don't really have too many kind of you know high quality players. But the way that Michael O'Neill got them to play, it wasn't just like the normal kind of uh, like. Republic of Ireland ways is like you know get the man behind the ball two foot up route one football they actually play some decent football um, and yeah the, absolutely and they got the results from it as well so you know it can be done I think but it, it's all about the, the coach it's all about his kind of influence on the players as well and what you were saying earlier about McCarthy and other players like that not being too keen to play for their country mm. I don't see a single Northern Ireland player in that squad that would turn down a call up even if they're injured like they just seem to have that mentality of I'd be letting my teammates down, Absolutely. my countrymen down if I don't go. Yeah, no, 100%. And it's such a brilliant ethos they've had. I hope they keep it going, especially now that um, they'll need a new gaffer in. But that's a model, I think, for countries like ours, that it can be done. It, it's possible, but you need to have the right manager and the right group. Absolutely. Yeah. Otherwise... Good luck. But the, the, <laughs> basically, yeah. The thing about uh, Ireland now is that like we actually have like a golden generations coming up uh, in like the under nineteens, under twenty ones. We've a lad who plays for uh, for Spurs. You, you, you lads probably know him from Football Manager, Troy Parrott, uh, oh. who yeah. is an exceptional talent. And you know we're actually lucky for the first time in like twenty years or so that there's actually a player coming up that can be maybe as good as Robbie Keane. And um, we've a few other lads as well, like. The, Adam Ida who plays for uh, Nottingham or not Nottingham uh, Norwich. We have uh, Malumbi who plays for Millwall. Uh, Aaron Connolly who's getting his game now for Brighton. So we're actually at a, a point now where future is looking bright for a change, and the new manager that will be coming in, um, Stephen Kenny, his kind of style of play, his mentality is 
you know, very much, you know, be creative, getting the ball, you know, not route one football like we used to play or like we kind of still are playing. But hopefully that might change for us. But as you said, like the Northern Ireland kind of mentality is is definitely something you know, countries should look at and go, listen, we can actually play. You know, we don't need to have the best players in the world, but if we have a, a system, you know, we can use it. And then just to round things off nicely, I think this is a nice way to put a line under it. History is repeating itself again with us because we do have a golden talent coming through and everyone will know his name in this FM is uh, Caramaco Dembele. Oh yeah, He's been yeah, yeah, yeah. Scotland youth the whole way through and then just this year, England have stolen him. Oh. So he's now pretty much committing to go for England. Oh, no. He's the kind of guy that will get capped just to keep him. And it's another one that has got away. He's had his whole youth all the way through Celtic. Yeah. He's he's the kind of guy who'll probably get signed up by a Chelsea um, when their transfer ban goes or whatever because he's a brilliant young prospect. Is, but yeah, yeah. That won't go, yeah. that won't go uh, down too well with the Celtic fans either, I don't think. <laughs> no, I suspect it won't because it didn't the last time when yeah. um, it was Islam Farouz the last time. Um, but he oh, right. burned out in a quite a spectacular way. He went the Berahino route of thinking he was a big man before he'd actually made right. it. So, um, no, this guy, Dembele, I've seen him in the flesh a couple of times. He's got everything, and he's got a brilliant attitude brilliant. as yeah. well. The only thing against him is he's tiny. He's small, but yeah. Mm. He, he's, we were talking about David Silver earlier with, with Foden. David Silver's a great comparison for the guy because he's quite small, quite diminutive, mm. but his centre of gravity is outstanding. He just... Even if you knock him down, he's straight back up. He still holds the ball and he, it just is glued to his feet. It's so hard to get it off him. He's going to be a superstar, yeah. an absolute superstar. Have any of you guys ever seen uh, some like some of the YouTube videos that were going around of Raheem Sterling when he was at QPR and then when Liverpool bought him for a quarter of a million? So he actually reminds me more of Raheem Sterling. So at that age, though, right. so some of the games that you, you can go and find them on YouTube now, there's loads of them. He didn't tend to score or anything like that, but. Like you said, with a low centre of gravity, he'd bring the ball into his feet, he'd suck a defender in, and then just out of nowhere, he'd be 10 yards past them. And then he'd, yeah. he'd, he'd just be his end product. Can he lay off the pass? Do you know what I mean? Can he get a shot on goal? Can he maybe go another 10 yards and whip in a ball? Probably not at that age, but, you know, obviously Sterling's gone on to develop that. Yeah. The, the odd YouTube video I've seen of Dembele, he, honestly, he reminds me so much of Sterling at the same age. Um, like I said, when he was at QPR and then when Liverpool signed him at 15, 16... I don't know if he goes anywhere down that route, and if he if he does sign for a big club and he, um, or sorry, a bigger club with you know like somebody where where they're gonna actually give him game time in the long run. Uh, to be honest, Celtic could be the right place to go because uh, in terms of staying there in the long run and playing game time, if he went to a Premier League club now, he probably wouldn't see a first team game until he's probably nineteen, maybe like Sterling. It took Brendan Rodgers to come in and have injuries before he gave Sterling his chance, and then it was just mm-hmm. ah, this guy's quite exciting. Let's carry on. Hopefully he stays at Celtic for a little while and, and, and gets that gets that game time. What has he made so far? Is it just one appearance last season? Yeah, he's he's made uh, one or two sub appearances. Um and he's been playing in the the rather brilliantly named Tonox Caramel Wafer Cup. Brilliant. Uh <laughs> because that's uh, the Celtic youth that play that, the Celtic Colts team that goes on there. Right. But um yeah, I, I suspect he probably will stay at Celtic for a year or two. Um but you look at what they did with Moussa Dembele He's moved on to great things. He's now getting linked to all sorts of teams. Mm. Uh, Odds and Edwards, the next yep. one, they'll go for big money. They've shown that they're willing to give these guys a chance and sell them on and make a profit. That's Celtics. That, that's their ethos now. Yeah. They're not 
the team they used to be. They can't bring in the big names, but if they keep doing it that way, they can still compete in European football with the money they generate. Mm. So that that's their bread and butter now, and it would make sense, I think, for Dembele to to go that way. Whether he becomes, like you've said, he could become more of a winger, a Sterling type, or more of a number 10. So there's all sorts of things he could do. It's, that's why he's so exciting, I think, that you could mould that guy to exactly what you want him to be. Yeah. And it just depends, kind of, who's doing it, what he yeah. turns into. But, um, yeah, I guess that brings us to a nice wee close in the football stuff. Let's uh, round us off with a bit of fun and games, shall we? Yeah. Have a go. So I don't know if the two of you have heard the previous episode of this we did. I'm hoping you're going to say no at this I point. Didn't, unfortunately, sorry. <laughs> perfect. That is perfect because I'm going to reuse something we did in the first okay. one. Um, that worked really well. So, if you've ever heard fighting talk before on Radio Five Live, it's basically around called defend the indefensible. What I'm going to do for the two of you is I'm going to say a sentence, and you guys are going to have thirty seconds to. Just defend it to the hilt, no matter what it is. <laughs> we're, we're not saying that this is your actual viewpoint. <laughs> we're just saying, like, whoever's the most convincing is going to win, basically, or the most funny. And they're both FM-related things. So I'm going to use the same ones because they were great the last time. Who wants to go first? I'll go for it. I'll go for it. Go on. Right, Liam. So you have 30 seconds to tell me why, and I quote... I love the match engine and FM oh. is perfect in every way. Your time starts now. Oh my god, guys, it is the best match engine. I mean, come on. We've, we've never had this high quality of graphics. I mean, come on, let's go to graphics first because nobody likes graphics when it comes to Football Manager. It's like watching FIFA. I mean, have you seen John Joe Shelby's hairline? He has hair. How realistic is that? The floating balls that are being played at the minute, the long shots, this is so realistic. Jack Wilshere with his 12 long shots scored a screamer past me the other day. James Rodriguez, who I've got on loan at Leicester, can't even hit a ball from 12 yards, and he's got 17 long shots. This is this is the most perfect match engine you'll ever see. <laughs> we have our that winner tonight, to say everything. <laughs> that genuinely paid me to say everything I've just said. <laughs> I could feel the pain yeah. <laughs> when you started there, bro. Right, so that is a strong effort. That's very strong. Is that's going to be tough to beat, lads? Let's see how you do, Ender. Oh so you have thirty seconds to defend, and I quote the following: "Thank God, my assistant manager tells me when my midfield is being overrun <laughs> is really useful information. Your time starts now." My assistant manager, he's a man of knowledge. He knows exactly what's going on on the pitch. He tells me what to do, and I go, "Listen, if you say that, I'm going to." Go through your instructions. Make sure that you you are going to get what you deserve as an assistant manager. I tell you what, actually, you actually should be the manager. He should be the, the, the manager, and I should be assistant manager, so we can actually change roles because he knows more than football about me. He knows when the midfield is being overrun. He knows how to you know find goals. He knows how to pick the players. Listen. Get him involved. Hey, I'm of saved you. You were struggling about that. That's that's hard. That is so tough. I, I think that's a harder one of the two, to be honest. Definitely. Um, when we did it the first week, uh, we had Ryan on who does the, he's like the head of written content on FM base. 
and he refused to defend it. He just couldn't <laughs> defend it at all. He had a little bit of a minor meltdown and went the wrong way round. Basically, <laughs> at least the guy's honest. Right, so I'm not going to make a judgment. I am going to leave it to you guys listening, uh, who has won that one, um, because I don't want to judge it, <laughs> quite frankly. So um, I'll leave that up to you. But otherwise, um, is there any more for any more? Anything else you want to shout out before we round us off, guys? Just keep anybody who's listening, if you are an FM content creator of any kind, if you're a if you're a blog writer, if you're a Twitch streamer, maybe even a mixer streamer, I seen one guy live there the other day, or a YouTuber, just, just, hey boys, keep creating it. At the end of the day, we all love and hate this game, more love than hate, so, you know, whatever you do out there when it comes to content creation, just just keep doing it, you know, give us all something to watch, something to listen to, and uh, something to read, because I, I enjoy all kinds of football manager content, so just, just keep it coming. Absolutely. I can't say any better than yeah. that. I mean, I, th- I think, like, there's a few people who I really enjoy watching, you know, on Twitch or even on YouTube that... I think are just fantastic at what they do. Like Hegman plays, um, he is just brilliant. I love watching him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Salt and Pep, there's Scooter there as well. I'm gonna miss out loads of people, but like um, you know, the likes of Dave as a party, Second Yellow Cards, Golden FM, you know, Boot FM. Who else is there? Ginge, Bad Jokes Gaming, um, you know, Captain Beardy Man, Fryman. You know, there's so many good people out there in the community that. You know, it's great to see people putting themselves out there, but it's not easy. Like, it's not easy to do. And uh, I think a lot of respect is uh, is due to, you know, a lot of the, the people who are making uh, Football Manager content. Yeah, especially now when there's so many creators out there. Um, there is, yeah. What I think the best thing you can say is, so don't be dissuaded by that. Because I've seen, in the early days of FN20, I've seen a few guys get a little bit kind of concerned that not many people are watching and whatever, because there's just so much content out there. Stick with it because, well, just to use myself as an example, at the start of FM nineteen, I was getting what maybe five to ten people watching, mm. and by the end of it, I'd even go over the the thirty mark one month as an average, which is just mental. Um, I'm back down to kind of where I normally was again just now, but that's the way it goes. So, anyone that's listening that might be a wee bit concerned, don't get downheartened mm. by it because it just the consistency is the most important mm. thing. And you improve every single time you make a video or you write a blog or you stream. So the more you do it, the better you get. But there's no substitute for the experience. Exactly. Of that, basically. And I think that goes for everything, really. But um, right, on that note, let's do some shout-outs just before we finish. So we mentioned at the very start, Ender, your YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Ender Story, isn't That's it? it? Yeah, so youtube.com uh, forward slash Ender Story. I'm on uh, Twitter as well, Ender Story FM. Uh, and yeah, I just you know tweet. I don't really tweet too much, but when I do tweet, I tweet about you know football-related content, a bit of you know championship manager, football manager type of content. But with the YouTube, uh, as I said earlier on, the the, the uh, football manager community favorites uh, experiments that I do as well, and um, and you know let's play series and stuff like that as well. So yeah, it's all there. It's all there. I love how you laugh when you say that every <laughs> single time you say it. <laughs> uh, and yourself, Liam. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Liam H, if I remember rightly. That is the one, yeah. Uh, so the, the best two places to find me is, is Twitch. Uh, I'm going to try and dabble a little bit on YouTube this year, but I'm not going to shout out my YouTube channel because there's not a lot on there. So it's just Liam H <laughs> on Twitch. You can check my Twitter out as well if you want. Uh, which is just Liam H and then it's my date of birth so it's 6892 um, but yeah check me out on any of those two who knows maybe we'll see you in the chat one day 
There you go, identity folk. Do your worst. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and as always, uh, myself is just Moza Plays anywhere you find me. So be that Twitter, Twitch, um, my extremely dead YouTube channel that's not had a video in over a year. Um, you'll find me easy enough, basically through Twitter. So again, thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate it. Feel free to drop any feedback you've got. As of this pod going out, you will already find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, I believe we'll be on Stitcher and Google Podcast by this point, and we will be on Apple after this, so you'll find us somewhere that you'll be able to listen to us uh, and drop the subscription to hear more from us when they come along, but thanks again for being on guys, really appreciate it. Enjoyed it. And thanks, thanks we much. will catch you later on. See you later. Yeah.